0: Welcome to the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session, where we talk about all things guitar-related. My name is Dr. T, and I am not a licensed therapist, but I play one on a podcast. Today on the Tweed Couch, we are counseling on guitar store dreams. Access to a local guitar store is cool. Access to a local guitar store that has good gear is awesome. Access to a local guitar store that has good gear and actively finds ways for you to succeed in your musical passion, is amazing. But, what kind of guitar store do I want to be? Why haven't I done it yet? How will I be different from other shops? Is the goal to be profitable? Who is the band Northlake? Why are we talking in Bon Jovi song titles? And, how has mom been an amazing encouragement? Well, we'll discuss this and more on this part two group therapy session with Jason on the Tweed Couch. Jason, thank you so much for joining us for our part two of what we were talking about before. Do you remember what we were even talking about before? Because it's been so long. Well, first of all, thanks for having me
1: back. I have been very, very busy because, as you know, I am currently in school to become an actual therapist so gunning for your job
0: yeah we talked about this just briefly Uh, I said you know I'm not a licensed therapist but I play one on a podcast and funny enough I realized I actually do have a degree like I have a certification in physiotherapy which is being able to treat patients in physical ways to be able to get them rehab and be better. So I was like, mm-hmm. well, technically I am a licensed therapist, but it's not that kind of therapist. <laughs> it is a stretch. I'm going to be honest. It's a big it's a stretch. stretch. Yeah. Because it's not mental. <laughs> it's muscular and joint, but whatever.
1: Anyways, if, if I recall correctly, we are talking about something I love because it's near and dear to my heart, and that is used gear. Yes, and it is. And I wanted to open a guitar shop. And yeah, mm-hmm. and I, I think I told you at the end, I was like, I need a part two because yep i wasn't finished talking and And you know what
0: you started this and then all of a sudden lloyd asked for a part two not knowing you asked for a part two Mm -hmm. and then john asked for a part two and you know what i had to get through all the part twos before i can talk to jeremy or Barbara or beth or nick or anyone else so you know what this takes that prequel and turns mm-hmm. it into the next trilogy, which then would have to have another trilogy, I'm guessing.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, those guys have always, you know, looked up to me and tried to be as much like me as possible. So it makes yeah. sense that they wanted to do that as well.
0: Yeah, uh, um, I'm pretty sure that George Lucas owns that, but, you know. Oh, no,
1: I was, about, I was talking about John and Lloyd. Oh, yeah, yeah, John and Lloyd. Yeah.
0: Yep, that was it. Mm-hmm.
1: I know John's a big fan of mine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Lloyd hates you, though. That's not true, and you know it's not true. And I know it's not true. Lloyd and I are kindred spirits, I believe.
0: Oh, don't you dare take that from me. <laughs> don't you dare.
1: <laughs> Lloyd and John and I are going to become best friends, and we're going to kick you out of the club. We're going to take over this podcast.
0: Yeah. Are you guys going to actually start your own? Yeah, it's going to be called the um, the Tolex Couch. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> the
0: Tolexed Armchair
1: Yes, a mental health therapy guitar session.
0: Mm, Perfect, perfect. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, mental health and therapy, I would like to start with talking about your mom. Well, our moms. Our moms. That sounds
1: like a roast, to be honest. Okay,
0: hold on. What are we going to talk about?
1: Your mom. (laughs) This is no way to start off a Mother's Day conversation.
0: That's right, because this is being released on Mother's Day, and I figured... We should mention just something real quick about our moms and how amazing they are. And I'm going to go ahead and start. And I'm going to mention that my mom does not necessarily love guitar. My mom does not necessarily love music that I love doing or listening to. But what I will say is that my mom loves me. And because she Mm -hmm. loves me, she has supported me every step of the way i buy a new guitar she goes that's awesome i buy uh, another like i buy a mandolin she hates bluegrass i buy a mandolin and she goes that thing is great i play music she shows up to the concert so shout out to mom nana you are absolutely amazing i love you very much and thank you for being a wonderful mom the best mom a saint if you will
1: Yeah. As somebody who's known her for a long time, I can attest to all those things. All true. I do think it's funny, though, that kind of in your way of being nice to her, you really put down yourself and basically said how bad your music is that you make. But she loves you anyways.
0: That's true. Is that what you meant to say? Is this my therapy session? Stop this. (laughs) You go. Tell me about your mom. How does that make you feel, Dr. (laughs) T?
1: (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, we both were blessed with very, very amazing moms. And not only that, but but grandmas too. And I I think, you know, my grandma passed away back in January and I was listening back to some old episodes and talking about my grandma and I was like, she's 95 and doing great, you know, just living on her own. And she declined pretty quickly and, and passed away. But it's one of those things that, you know, we had so much good times with her and she would always asked me to bring a guitar over she's like just bring a guitar so I I got a baby Taylor and and she's like, bring that baby Taylor over and eventually you know as yeah. I will do I sold it and got a little martin so I'd bring it and she'd always call it yep. the baby Taylor and uh, yeah. <laughs> as she got older her hearing went away and 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 so I don't know that she could always hear me play but I still you know went over and, and played for her That's but amazing. definitely miss her and this mother's day gonna miss her a little extra. Mm-hmm. My mom though, the best, I mean, the best mom ever. Just, she actually taught me one of the the best things about playing guitar that I have have done, and that was, you know, I'd go in there and be like, "Hey, mom, dad, I learned a new song. I wanted to play it for you." And I'd play it, and I'd be like, "Wait a minute," and I'd start over. Wait, wait, wait. And she would tell me, "Don't say whoops or don't say anything. Just keep playing. Nobody's gonna notice that you messed up." And that's kinda of stuck with me and I've passed that along to some younger kids that will be playing. They're like, Whoops, whoops and I'm like, No, just play through it. Just keep going. That was a really good thing that she taught me guitar wise and again, still super supportive and and just a, a very selfless person that that I'm so blessed to have.
0: Yeah. And yeah. you know, I and I agree. I have met this woman and there were very few people that I would say rival my mom in sainthood and i am happy to have your mom sit with my mom and just be saints they're wonderful people for
1: sure we hit the parent lottery both of us
0: yeah absolutely now you did mention one thing that i think i would like you to touch on and you said you gave that bit of advice of just play through it To other Uh youngsters, people that you've met along the way, and you've recently had a little bit of a teacher win, but not because of the teaching, but because of where they went with their career. So tell us about that real quick. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up. That this could be a whole podcast on its own. But uh, years ago, probably. Gosh. Do we need
0: a part three? No. Maybe. Maybe
1: (laughs) maybe even a four. Who knows. (laughs) I think probably back in um probably 2015 I taught this young man and he was super great kid he just polite he's he moved over from England and he had this british accent and he was a super cool super quiet hard working kid and and you know at this time he's probably 12 years old you know just in the course of teaching science we learn about what they do and get to know him, and found out he's a guitar player. And, of course, I instantly was like, okay, cool, let's let's talk guitars. And so I brought a guitar up for him, and he'd play it during lunch and play it for the kids during class. And it was super cool because, you know, he was kind of a shy kid, but when he started playing the guitar, all the girls kind of just start popping their heads up like, whoa, whoa, what's this, you know? And- Hold on. The accent didn't do it? It wasn't just the accent? It was the guitar well, playing? I mean, it very well could have been the guitar playing. Okay. But at this point, he's kind of just learning – And again, he was super shy and just, I mean, he was the kind of kid that was okay not being the center of attention. And you know middle school, like there's a bunch that want to be the center of attention. Oh, yeah. So he started playing the guitar, and uh, he joined School of Rock, and he started playing with them. And so one time, he and another one of my students were playing in the School of Rock band, so I decided to go out and watch him play. And this quiet, shy kid, like, got on stage, and he was just rocking, and his hair was flipping a little bit, you know? And I was like, this kid has got something special like he's ready to you know just launch and be awesome so anyways over the years we i kind of watching him you know i'm we follow each other on instagram or whatever and i'm friends with his parents on facebook and so i was able to kind of keep keep up with him and he was the kind of kid that you hear about he would lock himself in a room for hours on the weekend and just play the guitar play the guitar and then I remember one year he built his own guitar and it was a Jazzmaster, kind of a dark yeah. stain. I think it had a uh, so cool a tortoise pig art. I mean, just the coolest kid. And we would talk guitars. Well, maybe two weeks ago I got a, a post on Facebook and it said, "Hey, uh, Dylan's band is opening. Got a big gig this week. They're opening for a little band I like to call Bon Jovi."
0: Yeah. And
1: I would. Oh I, my like, gosh! First of all, when you see something like that. It's surreal. You're just like, there's no way this is real. Like, and not only that, they were opening at the American Airlines Center, which is where the Mavericks and the Dallas Stars play, and where yep. people like I don't know, um, Bon Jovi play, or John Mayer, Keith Urban, the Eagles yep. played there.
0: I mean, Are you we're getting talking all the bingo card like things. Is yeah. that gosh? I don't think Steve Warner's ever played there. What about Brad Paisley? Yeah. Actually no, I don't think so. since you mentioned Steve Warner, I will say that I saw you post a picture of Dylan and he was playing a black acoustic and I actually sent you a message and said, Is that a Steve Warner signature guitar?
1: <laughs> yes, <it> sure was. <laughs> and <laughs> and it was. And yeah. uh I mean, it's just, it's the coolest thing. And I just remember like the lights went off and he walked up on stage. And I remember a couple of years back, he started playing a Kemper. And I was like, oh, cool. He's playing a Kemper. And he got up there and he was playing. And I, I need to find out what it was, but it was some sort of, I don't know if it was a Fender, but it was a strat style guitar, red strat. And he nailed it. He didn't mess up. He was yeah. playing great. He was just rocking it. And their band, Excellent. I'm going to be honest with you, their band sounded, I think, overall, they sounded better than Bon Jovi. Wow bon jovi's band is tight and incredible but bon jovi somehow has he's lost his vocals and it was yeah it was a little rough but needless to say dylan's band which is called north lake look them up they're really good they opened for bon jovi i mean that's amazing amazing. so cool i felt like a proud papa kind of
0: yeah. Well, and it makes sense because we invest so much into these kids when you see them do something awesome. Even if you really didn't have that much of a hand in it, you feel no, like no, I taught him everything you. Ha- OK, no, I'm just well, kidding. there's that. Yeah.
1: OK, let's talk. Let's talk some used gear.
0: Yeah, we should probably talk some used gear. And actually, the name of this episode is going to be Guitar Store Dreams. Yep. I'm ready because I've got them. So we are going to actually start with that, where I'm going to ask you the bottom line question. Bottom line. First of
1: all, I hate to interrupt, but I I do have to tell you this. Did you know that there's a Steve Warner song called I Got Dreams? Really? We like to call that synergy in the business. Synergy. Bringing Steve Warner in, bringing my dreams of owning a guitar shop, bringing them together.
0: Yeah. That's what I do. That's amazing. Thank you. So I'm going to ask you, bottom line, why do you want to own a guitar store and why have you not done it yet? Okay, here's why I've not done it yet.
1: It takes a very large amount of money to uh, do this, to do it right. That's not something Ooh. I've had up until recently, yes. So maybe really? not even now, to be honest. Um, well. it, it's just never even been a an option for me. It's just not. So that's the reason I haven't done it
0: yet. Okay. That's fair. That's all very, very, very fair.
1: Okay. Why do I want to do it? Here's why. We are lacking good guitar shops in Texas, like really Mm -hmm. good guitar shops. And we've recently gotten Tone Shop, which I do think is a really good one, in the last couple years. Yep. Up until then, we we were lacking. And I, when I was a kid, we had players music. There was a place called Music World mm-hmm. over in Hearst. Do you remember that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I loved it. It was magical to me. And I want to be able to give that same feel to kids. And I want them to be able to come in, feel that same magic I did whenever I was young. And then whenever they're older, I want them to be able to, you know, just swing over and pick up strings or, you know, get picks or a capo or a pedal that they're after just some you know something everybody's buying online these days including me cuz it's easier to find stuff but yeah i want to uh to open that shop that will give people options to find things that they see online but they can't buy locally
0: all right so you're talking about some sort of a shop that has things that are more boutique or are you thinking about things that are more like, I don't know, just hard to find vintage. Are you talking about obscure? Like I I get the idea of what you're Mm -hmm, looking mm -hmm. for, but I'm, I'm having a tough time understanding. Is this something that you're wanting to be like new gear used gear? Like what kind of a shop is your dream? If I did any new gear, it would only be
1: pedals. No amps, no guitars. Oh, I'll just leave it accessories. Like accessories is the new gear. So I want to have okay. strings. I want to have a capo. Is you know tuners. Um, yeah,
0: used strings would be really, really
1: messed up. Well, I mean that's your opinion, and you're entitled to it. I am entitled yeah. to this, and and I will, I will allow <laughs> you to have that opinion because I agree. that entitlement. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, my thought is, is small stuff, picks, strings, capos, tuners, maybe even magazines. You know, maybe I have some guitar magazines in there. Okay. Everything else I want to be used. I'd love to have some, you know, t shirts, hats that I sell, maybe something really cool that somebody will actually want to mm-hmm. wear, not some crap.
0: Yeah, wear on stage, wear at yeah. a festival or a concert yeah. or. Whatever, yeah. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah.
1: Yep. So tell me about the used stuff. I want to be the place where people go first when they're trying to get rid of gear. Because everybody pretty much and and this may be a terrible business model. We've talked about this before, but pretty much everybody gives 60% of what they'll sell it for. You think you can sell a pedal for 200 bucks, buy it for 120, right? Right. So you know, they're making an $80 profit on that pedal. And that's that's a big profit on that, but when I get that offer, that's enough to make me think I'm just gonna go sell it myself somewhere else. And there's a lot of times a kid comes in and they're like, Hey, I wanna sell this guitar and they're like, Yeah, I'll give you two hundred bucks for it and they're like, I know I could sell it for four hundred easy on mm-hmm. eBay or Reverb, but then they're gonna have to ship it and they're gonna have to do all this stuff. And so they're basically lowballing them, which you know I hate. Yeah. And they're doing that to kinda say yeah i'll just give you cash now you don't have to worry about shipping it don't do anything but they're really doing it for their benefit not for a favor to whoever they're buying from and so yeah. i'd I'd like to be able to give a little bit more you know maybe give 75 80 percent of what i'd sell it for Do kind of do the walmart theory make less money on each thing but do more sales and have people keep coming okay. in so i want to build a community kind of that's what i want That's what my store is really about.
0: And I like this idea of build the community, give musicians the break. Because a lot of times when they're selling stuff, the reason why they're selling it is because they need to or they want to buy something else. Yeah, for sure. So this idea of 60%, I actually like this idea. I think it makes sense because there's 40% that goes into it. But who knows how long they're going to have it? Who knows what the market's necessarily going to do? We're mm-hmm. talking about some of it may not be like a Fender Stratocaster or a Gibson Les Paul. It may be like a Harley Benton whatever or a yeah, vintage whatever, true. you know? Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot that goes into how long is this going to sit around, all that. And mm-hmm. if you really value the guitar shop, then aren't you going to want to invest in it a little bit? And so right. there's some of that that goes to it because you've got overhead. you got to have your internet, mm-hmm. your phone, the actual square footage, the electricity, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Yep. With that said, I like what you're doing in the idea of, well, what about 75%? Mm-hmm. And what I would actually think about, just since we're doing a touch of a brainstorm, what if you went, you know what? I'll give you 60%, but I'll also give you 15% in store credit or in a percentage off. Of something else, yeah, yeah, and I mean yeah. that that kind of gives you still that profit margin yeah. while still being able to allow the store to succeed, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah,
1: Guitar Center does something similar to that, you know, they're like trade oh, in, do trade they? up, or whatever, yeah, you get mm-hmm. you know 15% off, but it, of course, it you know only applies to certain things. I mean, I've always thought that's a really good idea. We actually, uh, my nephew Garrett got a new guitar not too long ago, he's been listening to the Tweet Couch, and uh he wanted a new guitar and so he got a Gretsch and we went and got it and Mm -hmm. we decided to trade in his old Les Paul that he just never played and of course they didn't offer as much as they should have but because of the extra 10% off or 15 or whatever it was it kind of made it it whereas okay yeah we could do this this is this makes sense and so yeah I, I definitely would look at that and basically what I don't want is I don't want somebody to come in and try to sell something and
0: think oh that place is a ripoff i'm never gonna do that again you know what i mean yeah that's fair yeah yeah actually when i was selling the gibson les paul jr i went in and i i actually didn't bring the guitar or anything and they said Mm -hmm. hey if you ever want to bring anything in i'm gonna tell you right now we're gonna give you 60 percent of whatever we will list it for right because that's the other thing is that i'm like okay so if i brought in that les paul jr they may say, yeah, we're going to list it for 900 so we're only going to give you like 550 Well, I'd be sitting there going, well, I'm not going to sell it for 550 Exactly. But at the same time, if I went in going, oh, yeah, this thing should sell for $1,200, mm-hmm. then I'm thinking that I'm going to get like, 700 for this and and that's where things are going to get a little hairy because i'm going to be like whoa you're offering me way less than what i think and is this is a yeah. ripoff, this is terrible and yeah whatever and i think
1: too i think i think being really transparent with people say hey this let me tell you why i'm offering you this amount basically what you get is you get some grumpy old guy that looks like he doesn't like anybody behind the counter and like right. yeah let me what do, you, what do you got and they open up the case and then they start really like basically roasting your guitar just like oh Oh, yeah hey look at this here you got this ding here like what i want to do is open and be like man this is a nice guitar like we and and anything that comes in i we're gonna have a luthier there on site and it might be Mm -hmm. me it might be you who knows what whatever like we're gonna go and set up every guitar make sure everything's working right make sure it plays better than it's ever played because most of these guys especially beginner guitars they're gonna get a guitar That's, you know, never been set up before and it's going to play out crap. So you get it in there get it set up and then maybe even do it while the people wait. Just say, hey, I'm going to set this guitar up for you. Let me know what you think. And if a kid walks in and they've got a Strat copy and it's whatever, you know, Harley Benton or whatever, and they're like, this guitar doesn't play well at all. You know, I, I want to get rid of it. I would walk back there and say, hey, give me 10 minutes. I'm going to do a little setup for you. I'm going to see if you like it. And you play it. And if you like it, take it back home and, and learn on it. If you still are like, I don't like yeah. it, then I'll buy it from you. And just that 10 minutes alone, you have got a lifelong customer. I mean, right. just, just that. And so that's the kind of stuff I want to do.
0: Yeah. I enjoy tinkering with guitars. So mm-hmm. because of that enjoyment of tinkering, you know, you get somebody who comes in, obviously I run a podcast and make zero money. So the amount of time I put into the guitar profession in yeah. general, and by profession, I mean all the people in Wyoming who listen to this.
1: Yeah, numbers are
0: going up. <laughs> it's Number. more than Delaware now. Number. Yes, it's really. Okay, good, good. <laughs> but the thing is, is that you've got a lot of different places that are listening to this podcast. You know, different countries, different whatever. I am happy to do this because when you got fifty states plus District of Columbia. And then you got 63 countries and you look at it and you go, I'm doing this for free. And you go, but there's a lot of people who love it. They love listening to just two people talking about guitar because maybe they don't have that in their life. Maybe they don't have someone to talk to or maybe they just enjoy our conversation. Well, just because of that. they're a big Steve Warner fan. (laughs) That's true. But just because of that, I go, you know what? this is kind of worth it. And it's the same thing Mm -hmm. that you're kind of going with where you're saying, you know what, if I can spend 10 minutes doing something that, that took me 20 years to figure out, but it takes me 10 minutes. Yeah, man, I'll, I'll do it. Absolutely. I'm a acts of service
1: guy anyways. Like I like doing things for people. So, so it's kind of a, you know, it's a good place for me. And, and also like I was saying earlier, whenever I get to the point where I can do it financially, like, I'm not going to rely on that to put food on the table. I'm doing that cuz I want to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so that that'll also be a huge, you know, burden lifted as well. Yeah. So I I don't think there's money to be made in in owning a guitar shop. You know, I'm not going to get rich no. from it. But the gear that comes through, I see a guitar come in, I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I love that guitar." Yeah. Maybe I buy it for myself and then I have it and then I can buy and sell the stuff i have i've got a space my my main thing i want to do in there is i want to have a i want to have a stage in there
0: oh like an
1: area of where people can play and i want to have it big enough where places can rent out so for instance like if um school of rock needs a venue they could come in and you know maybe it holds 100 200 people and come in there you play you know friday nights maybe you've got a you know a blues jam coming there or or Mm -hmm. somebody singer songwriter comes up and they can host their own shows like so my stepson oliver which is pretty close to having his own bingo spot i think yeah so oliver has a band and and having the ability to have a venue for him to have like kind of a quote unquote house show but at that place how cool is that to be like hey friday night we're playing at whatever the guitar barn or whatever i call it
0: texas guitar pickers
1: yeah, Texas Guitar Pickers. That was that was the original name. And just having that and I honestly I kind of think that I wouldn't even charge for it. Like I would probably just do it for free. I don't know. I might yeah. I might do something where it's like, okay, here's what we're gonna do. If you want to sell tickets, that's completely fine, but I'll take, you know, ten percent of the door or whatever, and then concessions. Yeah. Something like that. And then that way, these young bands are not out any money. I do think it's good for anybody working any profession to have to earn and pay for stuff so I don't necessarily like handouts so if they're going to come and use a PA or something I think they do need to earn it and pay for part of it I would do a small something like that maybe maybe even hey you got to pay 50 bucks for this or something but make it where anybody could do it and so I want to build that and then not only that but you've got people that come to the show, and then they look right next door, and they're like, "Oh, there's a guitar shop right there." And obviously, I'd probably have to have some glass doors or something because you don't want kids running in there or whatever. Lock the doors during the the show. But um, you know, maybe maybe you get somebody comes in, and they're like, "Hey, I want to buy a guitar now. I'm going to learn how to do it." So to me, it just kind of all makes sense. It all melts together to make a a plan that works.
0: Yeah, I, and you know what? I think that what you have. The first step in any plan is some sort of a heart in the right direction, right. and then after getting your heart in the right direction, it's then trying to formulate some way of making it happen, and the difference between success and not success oftentimes Mm -hmm. ends up being kind of that happy medium of whether or not they have too much heart in it and not enough finance, or... They have too little follow through and not enough finance. So I think that there's some things that end up going into that. So here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to take a quick break for our sponsor. And then after that, I'm going to ask about a couple of other things like what's really going to make this different? If you could model it after another store, when is it going to come true? All of these kind of questions are going to come up after a break for our sponsor.
1: Let's do it.
0: If you are looking for a way to help support the tweet couch and it costs no money to you, then check out our YouTube channel and become a subscriber. Also, you can tell someone about the podcast and share an episode with them. Thank you for listening. And thank you for your support. Are you looking for a party with a purpose? If you love music, family friendly and camping, then you need to come to LifeFest. In July of 2022, they will have two festivals once again. One at the Sunnyview Fairgrounds in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, and the other at the Johnny Cash Hideaway Farm in Bonagua, Tennessee. I'll see you there. Let's hear from another sponsor. Since 2003, the Kretzmann Guitar Company has been repairing stringed instruments and building custom guitars and basses. In 2021, Kretzmann started production of a solid-body electric guitar with the goal of providing affordable, awesome-looking, and sounding guitars that anyone, student to expert, would be proud to play and own. Be sure to check them out at KretzmannGuitars.com. That's K-R-E-T-Z-M-A-N-N guitars.com Okay, so Jason, we're in this conversation of what your guitar store would look like. And while right. we're in this conversation of what it would look like, I do want to bring up one thing. Because you said that you want a lot of like used gear at the place. I do want to mention a new gear day for me. Oh, good. I love new gear day. Let's yep, and technically it's a new amp day. An NAD. Yep. And my new amp is a Fender Pro Junior. Tell me all about it. This is from 1995. It is tweed. It is in mint condition. And it is super, super cool. These things are like 15 watts. And I was thinking, Uh ah, it'll be fine. It's just a volume and a tone. No big deal. It is far too loud. Is it really? For what I was planning on using it for. Yeah. Wow. The right. idea was using it as a couch guitar amplifier to be able to like just have it playing, no big deal, still get some good tone, all that kind of stuff. But instead, this thing is so loud that I end up having to use a lot of the volume knob on my guitar to kind of tame it mm-hmm. and do its thing and all that. But at the end of the day, I ended up picking this thing up for 280 bucks, and I am... Wow stoked about this amplifier because it's the one that's made in the usa Uh it's mint condition but it was made in 95 so do we call this a vintage amplifier not according to john well yes that's true and and actually i did make that caveat that i feel like fender stuff you know maybe that's older than like say prs stuff but we are talking about something that's like nearly 30 years old yeah that's true i just i don't know
1: it's hard for me to think of that as vintage and my like my taylor is a 94 and i just cannot think of that as a vintage guitar it just doesn't seem vintage to me
0: yeah actually my taylor's 20 years old and it's the same thing it's like wow really wow
1: yeah that's crazy which i
0: bought from players music by the way which we talked about earlier yeah
1: yeah players
0: So, since I mentioned a new guitar day or a new amp day, since I mentioned a new amp day, I feel like Mm -hmm. you should mention a little bit about your new guitar day. Oh, glad you brought that up because my first
1: Novo has arrived.
0: Yes! The H2. And the
1: Solus H2, and it is all that it has been advertised as. It's fantastic. I love it. I love the neck on it. It's great. Love it.
0: Now, I think it's important you also answer this question. You have owned it for how long? probably a month maybe a month and how month? many mods have you done to it? I have done
1: um well, that's funny you ask because <laughs> I just saw po- I just saw a post today on the gear page that said, "Which of your guitars have you not modded?" and I thought, crap, I don't know if there's any and I, I, I have modded it a little bit. So I decided I wanted, and I, I've known this since day one. This was not news, but I wanted covered humbuckers, not uncovered. And so in order to do that, I had to pot my own pickups, which really, yep, I heard you and Lloyd talking about the other day. And yes! I did it and um, put the covers on and then I had to do a tiny little bit of routing on the pick guard to get that widened okay and there's there's a slight chance i might have let the little dremel slip a little bit and so i've got a little kind of boo-boo on there but i'm gonna have somebody that i know that's better recut the pick guard for me properly but yeah that's it other than that that's all i've done i put i put tens on it instead of elevens uh the elevens okay. were, were okay because it's a shorter scale but I'm just not. I'm not man enough
0: to play 11s. To be honest yeah. with you, you know what? Neither is Billy Gibbons. Neither I know. is BB King. True. So you know what? It's not about manhood. It's about yeah. playability. Right, right, right. What kind of wax did you
1: use? I used paraffin wax. I okay. bought a whole box of paraffin wax and used it and. You know, I watched YouTube videos and everything, and mm-hmm. people talked about just using candles. And even Lloyd was talking about his brother. Is a brother-in-law? Is that who it is? It is. Yeah. Just saying, hey, you got a candle around or whatever. And I, I didn't want anything that, you know, smelled like, uh, you know. Chocolate. Mahogany teak uh, or Yeah. yeah. Sandalwood. Uh, cupcakes. Farts. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow's. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, I did the paraffin wax and it worked like a charm. I don't have any uh microphonic
0: pickups and That's awesome. And it do you looks notice so much any better. difference in how it sounds? Like is there some sort of a like lower highs or a decrease in whatever? No. That's awesome. That was my answer. I was like, I was trying to think of
1: like some really elaborate answer, but really, just no. I haven't noticed any difference. It sounds basically
0: the same. Um, somewhere around to the 800k is going to get yes. You know.
1: The upper middle lower mids are very mm-hmm. upper, middle yes, lower. Yep. Um, they're mm-hmm. biting just a tiny bit. I noticed a harsh mm. upper end uh, whenever yep. I put the cover on. I noticed a little bit of a frequency shift, about one kilohertz or yep. whatever. But it's called. creamy and, uh,
0: for days. And oh, we're good.
1: woman tone, woman Wall tone, man. I ran that through two Klons and my Dumble <laughs> at the same time, using my blue chip pick, only Klotz cables, and
0: uh, whoo okay so this brings us back on track because you mentioned the blue chip pick oh yeah where did you get that thing from Got it at a place called carter vintage in nashville tennessee and this probably brings us back on track because if you could model you knew exactly where i'm going with your guitar store after anybody yeah what guitar store would you say that's what i want to model it after That's probably the one, and that's that's what I thought of whenever
1: you asked me. You said, "Which one would you want to model it after?" And I was like, "Well, I oh man, there's kind of a bunch. Like, I hate to say this, but there's one part of Sam Ash that I love. I love that Sam Ash has a whole sound system there. Like, I think that's they've got a stage and everything. So I think that's cool. But I don't, I don't want to be a new guitar place. But I would say Carter Vintage because this is the other thing I want my guitar shop to be. When I walk into Guitar Center, it doesn't matter if I go to the Arlington or the Fort Worth or the North Fort Worth or the Dallas or the Central Dallas or the Plano or the Garland or the Mesquite or whatever. I don't think there's one in Garland, but Mesquite or Denton, whatever, they basically have the same thing yeah, for the most part. When I walk into Carter Vintage, well, the two times I've walked into it, I felt like things were different. Used gear moves. like It's like, okay, it's moving. Same way with Austin Vintage guitars down in Austin, which is... It's clever that yeah. that's what where it is.
0: Yeah. It's They've, fitting.
1: Yeah. Every time you go in, there's different stuff. It's not the same old stuff every time. It's not, you know, the dusty boss pedal display and and a bunch of squire strats and over here there's some Gibsons hanging high on the wall. Like every day you walk in, you're like, I don't know what I'm gonna find, and I can't wait. It's gonna be awesome. And yeah. so it's like a treasure hunt. And so it makes you wanna go to that store and it makes you want to stop by. And whenever you stop by and you're like, hey, these guys are really good people, then you buy strings from there instead of Amazon. Then you buy picks and, okay, like, hey, let me let me grab this while I'm here. And Yeah. Um, I would say Carter Vintage. I just love the vibe of it. The owner there let me hold the Sweet Home Alabama guitar, which— Very true. I mean, that's so nice. He did not have to do that. He knew there was no chance I was going to buy that guitar, but he's like— yeah here you go and, and I mean it's just it's awesome I the, I mean I played in their vintage strats and tellies that were just hanging on a hanger and there was nobody yeah. watching over me I yep. mean Guitar Center you know and and I understand why but anything oh, yeah. above a 400 series Taylor it's locked up and you have to ask for it and they'll be like uh, yeah when you're done let me know and I'll get another one and then they just disappear and you're like crap and another shop I went to that was like that was Walt Grace Vintage in Miami Oh. So they've got guitars and vintage cars there, and it's remarkable. That's they've awesome. got so much nice stuff. And they've got, like, a, I think it's my dad's dream car. I think it's a 62 or 63, and I should know this, but it's a Corvette convertible. And mm-hmm. they had one just sitting in there, so I took a picture. I was like, check this out. But anyways, they had McPherson's there, which you know I love. I, like, oh, yeah. I, I just
0: love McPherson's. Carbon fiber stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. No, this one's not carbon fiber, though. I like the really? wood ones. Yeah, yeah. Cool. And so— I played them and every time I would play one the guy would come in and he would just kind of like hover over me he's like alright and he would take it back he goes okay and he'd lock it back up and then I'd be like can I play this one too he's like oh uh, yeah let me let me lock this one up and then I'll get you the other one I'm like just give me the guitar like seriously but yeah. you go to Carter or, or even Gruen's guitars which I also love and they're like yeah oh, yeah, yeah here's the uh, pre-war Martin you know owned mm-hmm. by Hank Williams go ahead and you know try it play it and you're like whoa It's it's crazy and it's such a different world. And and it's kind of like being in a school or a teacher. If you're the kind of teacher that goes into a classroom and says, Hey, you know, there was somebody in here one time that was, you know, on Snapchat on their phone. So no more phones for anybody. Like they're all going to be like, yeah, okay, dude, whatever. But if you walk in and just handle that one person, be like, Hey, I told you not to do that, but everybody else, you know, just do what you're supposed to. I found that most people are like, okay, yeah, we'll do what we're supposed to, but Same way with guitar shops. Like I don't need to have to ask to unlock a Taylor 414 because some kid was strumming not too hard or whatever.
0: You know what I mean? Right. So sure. I don't know. Well, to me. Okay. So sorry that we're going into teaching for all the people out there (laughs) in the world, but it's our lives. What I have found is this. If you take a look at your environment and you get rid of the behavioral problems before they ever happen, You're set up right. So part of the Mm -hmm. reason why Guitar Center has their issues, why some of these places have their issues, is because they made little nooks and crannies where they can't see what the people are doing. And that's actually one of the beautiful things about Carter Vintage. It's a huge place, all wide open. So when one guy's standing at a computer, like putting in some things, trying to make a deal, and they see the guy pick up the 73 Telecaster... And they go, you have no idea what you're doing. They quickly go over there and say, hey, how are things going? Oh, man, that's a cool guitar. Let me tell you all about it. And that gets rid of the possible behavioral issue. Mm -hmm. Okay, so let me digress. If I could pick a guitar shop to be after, I would agree Carter Vintage is good. The second one I would go with, Dave's Guitar Shop. Uh, I've always wanted to go there. I love how open that bottom area is. Nothing's locked up. Then you go upstairs and you're around the vintage stuff. And there's like one guy hanging out up there. There's all this other stuff. But nobody's showing up going, you know what? Here's the challenge. 58 Explorer destroyed. Like that's not a thing. The people there, are meant. they they want to look at the stuff and they respect the stuff. And because Mm -hmm. of that, it's pretty awesome. So I I really like that guitar shop okay i think we need to kind of bring things down to a close and the way that we're going to bring this down to a close is i'm going to ask you this simple question this question of when when do you plan on making this dream come true retirement when the kids move away when you have so much personal inventory it's time to just open a shop like (laughs) when are you going to open up this guitar store? When are you going to make the dream come true? Uh, that's that's a good question because I don't know that I have an answer to it. And
1: it's definitely just a dream at this point. I haven't really made any progress towards doing it. The, our kids, I say our kids, but you know, Kim's kids, Oliver and Braden, they're both moved out. Yeah, Braden's, you know, got a full time job and living on his own. Oliver's at college right now, so. Um, It's definitely not that holding back. I I would say probably retirement from school. You know, whenever I finish with school, this time, you know, grad school, I'll be a school counselor for a couple years. And my plan is to just, you know, do enough to get teacher retirement or just whenever I feel like I just don't relate anymore to kids because I still really enjoy it. I love it. I really do. And then, you know, I'll just become a private counselor and have a guitar shop on the side I think it'd be
0: great Would you put the therapy area In the back or upstairs? I was about
1: to say I will have a tweed couch in that Because you know <laughs> I I recover amps and, and do all sorts of stuff And I've recovered furniture and chairs before I will definitely Have a couch that's recovered in tweed Now it's probably going to be very uncomfortable Because tweed does not seem comfortable to me No, But, but I will have one Maybe if it's even tiny I'll, I'll have a tweed couch in there somewhere like a couch Excellent. for ants.
0: All right. Well, this brings us to final thoughts. And in yeah. final thoughts, this is where I will go. Okay. First of all, Mom rocks. Love you, Mom. Thanks Absolutely. for being a part of this.
1: Both moms. We love you.
0: Yeah, I'm only here because of you. No pun intended. Yeah. Okay. Literally. Okay. N- number two, I will say that when it comes to guitar shops, owning guitar shops, making these things happen... The fact is, is that you're not going to make a ton of money. And uh-huh. because of that, or at least not initially or in the first 30 years. And so because of that, you have to love it. And isn't yeah. that like a lot of labor? Like even the guitar. Uh-huh. You put in all this time and effort because you love it. Yep. And I think that's actually an important thing for everyone to remember. The reason why you're putting the time into what you're doing right now It's because it's enjoyment. And if it's not enjoyment, I think you probably need to change your regimen of how you are doing all of your practicing and playing and who you're playing with. Maybe it's time to take a little bit of a break and then come back.
1: Yeah, I could not agree more. I I am a teacher, and I'll continue to be a teacher and a counselor because I feel like I can make a difference in people's lives and invest in them and teach them something that maybe I learned along the way that might make their – process a little bit easier or help them along the way. Um, As far as the guitar shop is concerned, same thing. I'm not going to do it to get rich. I'm going to do it because I love guitars and I want to help people. And some people might say that's bad medicine for me to do, but, you know, it's my life and I'll be there for um, people that want guitars. I'll be there for you. Yeah. You know, sometimes you give love a bad name, but I don't. Like I love people to the best of my ability It's not always going to be a bed of roses, but always, you know, it's, it's just, and I I want it whether I'm dead or alive. Like I do. I really do.
0: Well, and that's true. That's, that's very true because you know, you don't want to give love a bad name.
1: Right. I, I really want to, whatever I do, I want to be moving forward and, and hopefully making other people better and, you know just like like with Dylan I I did not teach Dylan how to play the guitar he was a good guitar player whenever I met him he's a great guitar player now but he probably looks back to 7th grade science and thinks that guy took an interest in me playing the guitar and maybe I played a chord and and you know switched in a weird way but he said hey try this way and and I tried it and it worked and maybe I showed him yeah. somebody that he didn't know and he's it opened up his and so that's what I want I want that in my life I want that in my my counseling i want that in my guitar shop so if i can do that and keep hopefully investing into to not only kids but adults as well um mm-hmm. and then i know also what you give you're going to get back too so i'll learn a lot as well and maybe finally learn that pentatonic scale i've been trying for my whole life <laughs> and uh
0: you know and not mess it up it's yeah. a win-win yeah it well maybe you were just in and out of love and being a runaway you know this is this slope is getting pretty slippery. It's <laughs> when wet. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So with all that said, too hey, much
1: said. It's been too much that we've
0: said. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but let's do a yes. part three.
0: How about it? Really? Yeah. Okay. We could probably figure out a part three out of all of this. Um, are we just going to call it North Lake?
1: Yeah, North Lake. <laughs> Doctor Z. Want petals? Come on. Somebody's got to have it out there. Uh, Lightspeed, Grill Lightspeed. Know. Come on. Anybody?
0: Danocaster, Steve you Warner. You podcast a bad name. All right. Oh. Let's just move on. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for being a part of this group therapy session, Jason. Thanks for having me. Well, that concludes our time of the Tweed Couch Guitar Therapy Session. If you like what you heard, leave five stars in a review. Also, don't forget to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Tweed Couch. And remember, you are your greatest asset. Until next time.